Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Ann Ukenen. Hallelujah. So many of you know that I'm a kindergarten teacher. If you're not with me online, that's my job. <laughs> that's what I'm doing Monday to Friday, and, and it's very busy right now. It's a lot of repeating myself over and over and over again. Thank you. Perfect. And uh, one thing that's hard for them, and I for you forget every, every year, I forget. You're like, oh, oh, we're doing this again. <laughs> Things like the bell. It's not in them to respond to the bell. They don't hear the bell. And so there's a bell to come in and li to line up after recess, and they're still playing. Maybe they heard the bell. Maybe they didn't. But they certainly playing seems a whole lot more fun than coming to line up. So, so you have to like go and, hey, come, line up. The bell went. Everybody line up. And there's a point uh, sometime, I don't remember when it happens, but it's like near the end of, of September when all of a sudden the bell comes, the bell rings, and they all line up. And you're like, wow, we've reached this corner. We've turned the corner. They come when the bell goes. And then, and, and then also, too, there's them try, listen, hearing the teacher's voice. And I'm, so I'm having to repeat myself over their name and you you know what it's it's i'm not being quiet when i'm saying their name but they certainly are focused on what they're doing and so so they're learning to listen and learning to do and so i feel like sometimes this is a lifelong pursuit of learning to listen and learning to do uh it's just it looks a little different the older you get and the and the bigger bodies <laughs> we're going to go to first peter and uh, I'm going to read 1 Peter, and, and I'm going to read 1 Peter 2, 9. This is who we are. This is who we are in 1 Peter 2, 9. We are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated na nation, God's own purchased and special people. You are special. We're learning about that at school right now. We're learning how God made us special. And it's so nice to be at a Christian school where we can talk about these things. That you, don't, you don't just have hair, but you have a, a creator that decided that you would have hair or where it would be or how much of it would be and how long you would have it for. All these things. <laughs> and he knows every single moment how much you have especially when I'm losing it all around the house and, and I can't blame Ari because it's most definitely mine. <laughs> but he knows and, 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 and learning about these wonderful things that, that we are his chosen people, that he purchased us. We're his special people. And so I'm reading in the Amplified. If you, that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. We are in the light now. We show forth his deeds. Sometimes there's days that we don't quite feel it, but it still doesn't make this not true. That's a lot of 
double negatives there. This is always true about this, uh, to, about us, that we set, may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness. You heard and you came running. The bell rang and you lined up. You came and you got called out of darkness and you responded and you said yes. And he took you out. He took you out of darkness and said, here you are in light. Here you are my special person. In, in the King James Version, it says peculiar. And some of us think that peculiar is like, that means weird, odd, yes. But it doesn't. It means if you look it up, it says you're an acquisition. You're purchased. You're bought. You're preserved. You're preserved. You're peculiar. Purchased. You're a possession. And I don't know about your precious, precious possessions, but I know I take care of them. I've got special spots for those things. You know, jewelry that needs to be in a special spot so that it doesn't tarnish. Silverware, special spot, special location, all these different things that are really not as precious as you. And he's got a special spot for you. And you're in it right now. You're in it, doing it, being it right now. That's who you are, precious in his sight. Now, it says, it says like, so that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him. Him, you're showing him. He's got a plan for you. And sometimes we're like, what is that plan? How does it look? You got some like key like, like markers where you know like this is gonna happen but you don't know quite know when or God's showing you this and you're like, hmm, how's that gonna really look? And even, even uh, Doreen has mentioned and she talked about her testimony um, at one of the, pastor, uh, the, one of the pastor's tables where she's, she um, has become a, uh, whatchamacallit, a chaplain for the RCMP. And how it came out, and she, and she says, it came about how she didn't think it would, like, it came how she didn't expect it. But isn't that exceedingly abundant, above all you could ask or think? That it came about, it did come about, as exactly as he had put on her heart. But the way it came about was just so amazing. To be in the right place at the right time. Set, you're precious put in the right place at, for the right time, doing the right thing. Can we trust him a bit more? I think we could. I think we could, could. Cause like, you know, there's some surprise and you're like, you're a little bit surprised when things happen, those good things happen. You're like, whoa, this happened. It's nice to be surprised, but hmm. <laughs> it shows that you're kind of like, oh, <laughs> it happened, wow. Like he said he would, wow. <laughs> He keeps his word. Wow. <laughs> Not surprised. <laughs> but it is nice when he does it when you're least expecting it. I think that, you know, it's, he's like, he's the one, like if he was, he'd be the one that would be hiding at the surprise birthday party in the right spot, ready to get you. I think that, that that's our kind of God, that he wants to get you and su really surprise you. He wants to see, well, they know, but can I surprise them? Can I surprise them? <laughs> 
but he has plans for us and he shows us and he and and we sometimes get little glimpses and you're like oh i oh i need the whole plan because you know i'm a teacher i like the whole plan i like to i i like to know we have yes bethany and i are on the same page because <laughs> we got like the the Terry Fox run happening on Wednesday, and I don't know nearly enough information than I want to know about that. <laughs> because we're just, we, come on, they're still lining up at the bell. So I'm like, and, and you want them to run around in a circle without me leading them? Oh, I'm like, <laughs> pray for me. <laughs> I'll be praying for myself. <laughs> and like, this is why you would need him in your workplace, you know? <laughs> Praise Jesus. <laughs> but we have to submit. Teachers have to submit their plans. We're having a review. We have to go through and, and do all our unit plans up again. It's so very exciting part of my job. Um, <laughs> and so we're, we're doing that. But we have plans, and we have then we have a yearly plan. And so we have a direction that we're going. And then also, too, just because I've done it quite a few times, I kind of have in my head what's going on and when, like, when I need to adapt for certain groups of and friends because each year it's always different so you just but we're having a direction and we're going there and i know it but i can't tell the kids they're no they can't like it's meaningless to them they just need to wash their hands after they go to the bathroom that's what we're working on those kinds of things but i'm preparing them and leading them to go to some place if you knew everything now about the plan you'd be too overwhelmed he shows you exactly what you need to know to get where you need to go. And we need to be okay with that. We need to be okay that he has given you exactly what you need. But we've gone in our prayer classes, closets and whined and said, but God, you don't, this, what about this? Or you don't know about this? Or what about this? Or don't you know about so-and-so? What about this? And then we go and we whine, but we need to trust that he's shown us exactly what he needs to show us. And if we need to know more information, he'll let us know. He will let us know. When I'm teaching the children, they want to know all about the day. And then, bless God, let's just work on now. And, and hearing for now. Not hearing for later. If we get better at hearing now, you'll be so much better for later. We all want to hear so much about tomorrow. And today goes not very well. Maybe we need to work on hearing today. For, for today. And not hearing for the sweet by and by. That will come. But my Monday is preparation for Tuesday. And I'm preparing them for next week. And I'm preparing them for next month. And I'm preparing them for graduation. But how I'm going to be with them today is very different from how I'm going to be with my students in February and in June. It's very different throughout. But I have to give them what they need for today so that they can be successful in today, so that they'll have a successful tomorrow. And so we need to trust our Heavenly Father, good teacher, good father, that he's giving you 
Like we pray, like, oh, give us our daily bread. Like it's like all we're going to get. Like it's just like, you know, just give me my meager peace. But I think if we looked and focused, what about what we just need today? We're so concerned about tomorrow and next month. Bless God, there's today. And we can live today well before we can live our future well. And so I want to make sure that my students have a good foundation before we move on. Maybe we need to reteach. And there has to be a cycle. We have to go back to that. We have to go back to that until we move on. So it's really about hearing and doing well now is the best thing you can do for your future. Because there are some kids that are not hearing very well. And it's going to take them a little bit longer. Because if they're not listening now, they're going to listen tomorrow for what we listened for today. And some friends are, they're on. They're listening. They're doing. They're, okay, what do I got to do next? Oh, and they're on and they're going. And there's some that are going off in another direction. And so we're going to have to steer them back. Hearing and doing is what we're working on now. Hearing and doing. But there's moments and milestones. And we put their, showcase their work on the bulletin board. And so down our halls, you've got, it's, I love it. We've got like our self-portraits beside the grade four self-portraits. And they look so very different, which is good. It's good, like, you know, demonstrating growth. But people can come and look and say, wow, look at what they're doing right now. And so here I am showcasing their learning, showcasing what they're doing. And sometimes it's not consistent, but <laughs> we're showcasing them. How much, let's go back to this verse, that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him. You're like a walking bulletin board of a really proud papa. He's your teacher. He's showcasing you wherever you go. It's so great. I had, um, I was um, in my classroom and we have the after school care in my room, yay. So they're after school, they're watching them, babysitting, taking care of them in the classrooms while I'm working in there. So it's not very quiet or calm as I prepare for the next day. But yeah, this lady who I don't even know waves me over and, and I'm like, okay, hello, hello. And she's like, oh, this, I'm, I'm so-and-so's mom. And I'm, I just wanted to let you know, I really like the chapels that you did when we did our online learning. I really loved them. Like we did them as a family and I really, and they really spoke to me. And I'm like, that was like years ago. That was when we were doing COVID school and at home. And I've had, a few parents, not many, but a few come and say, I really appreciated those. We watched those as a family and we did those together. Showcasing what God is doing in me to others. Your testimony, a bulletin board showcasing that how, why should you be pulled out into his marvelous light? Because exactly what you're saying to other people about what God has done. You know, we sat by someone, and uh, we, were at, we went to a funeral, and, and this man was telling his testimonies. You're like, 
And I, and, I, and, and I knew the people around the table. I know some of the testimonies around the table. It is so good what God is doing. And to hear, we need to start speaking more about what God is doing. I think we, like, we, like our mouths need to open. We need to open our mouths. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you're opening our mouths. I thank you that, that we don't have guilt and shame for what you've done in our lives. That we can open up our mouths and showcase what you have done. That we're that testimony that, that we show and display you wherever we go. Oh, thank you, Lord, that we don't have to be quiet. We don't have to sink to the background. But I thank you that we boldly come to the front and we shout and proclaim what you have done. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. This area will not shut us down. This is our city. We own it. We have authority here. Don't be ashamed you speak what he's done for you. We're a peculiar people, but it's not weird. It sure looks weird to the world, but it's the best place to be. And he's showcasing. He wants to showcase those wonderful deeds because he's a wonderful God. And now, the man, this man that was at the funeral, he was talking about how he was at a church gathering, and he wasn't saved yet. So he was at this church gathering where people were sitting around and talking, and he said he was so bored. And I was, I was listening, and he was talking, and I was like, I was just so bored. And, and God did a, a work in him. But when I, he was talking, I couldn't help but think, I'm like, when I come, when we have our little barbecues, or we have our faith dish, or we're doing a, a something, I'm not bored. I actually like to be around you guys. I like to hang out and chat with you all, and I don't need alcohol to make it better and more. <laughs> I actually like to be with you. Like, people go to parties and they go drink, and they're not being with people. They're not being with them. They're just, they're presenting someone else who they are, and, and they have a, a bad headache the next day. But we can be together, we display God's marvelous, wonderful deeds, and have, we can have fun together. And it's okay. I'm not bored. There's so much thing, there's, I'm not bored during praise and worship. And it was so funny, he was mentioning later, he's like, that was one of his favorite things after, is that he, he, he enjoyed praise and worship. And it's just how your heart can change how your mind can change, how you can grow. It's like if you need alcohol to have fun, you're with the wrong group. There's people here, and I want to see the marvelous deeds, and I want to remember them the next day, too. <laughs> and let's go to Ephesians, and in Ephesians 2 and 10, in the Amplified, it says this. Hallelujah. In Ephesians 2.10. For... We are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ, born anew, that we might do those good works which God predestined, planned before us, for taking paths which his, he has prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he has prearranged and made ready for, for us to live. Why are we concerned why are we so, so wrapped up in the future? Why? 
when his word says this, that he's planned it. Like, in kindergarten, they're totally not aware of what's going on and what we're going, where we're going. Like, they're like, wow, <laughs> we're done. Like, you know, <laughs> we're done school. That's it. You know, and then we get to full day and they're like, I have to do more work. They're like, but I already did my work. It was just one thing. And they're like, oh, bless God, you do not know what you're in for. They have no idea that there's lots more years of this. And if you want to have a good job, you might have to go back for more. They're totally not aware. Totally not. Like, we're helping them. I ha and I'm helping them. I'm helping them. But we're at this place where we're almost too aware. Like, we know too much. Because <laughs> they enjoy their day, and, the, and bless God, the best thing is choice time at the end of the day. So they're like, okay, they do all their work, and they get to play at the end of the day. Woohoo. And so they're good. And so then we can convince them the next day that they can come. So they can do a lot of work during the day, and then play at the end of the day. <laughs> tricking them. It's all about tricking them. Because <laughs> they're like, I don't want to do that. Well, we are. And then we're going to do some other things, and then you'll get to play. They're like, oh, okay. But I don't want to. <laughs> It's a lot of that. It's a lot of that. But that's okay, bless God. But he has preordained and he has got this plan set out for us. And he has prepared it ahead of time that, that we can walk in it. Can we trust that our Heavenly Father will be able to speak the instructions that we need to hear so that we can walk in those plans? It's pretty easy. He's like, he knows what's coming down the pike. He knows what's going to happen next month. He knows what happened next year. He knows all those things. We just need to get good at hearing today so that we can avoid those things tomorrow. So it's about the here. We, we, we think it's so complicated, complex, this big plan. Okay, you got the big plan. Okay, what do I need to do now to get that plan to happen when we really just need to hear? and that we'll be in the right place at the right time to hear, hey, we need a, a, a female chaplain. Like, what are the odds? Like, really, without God. Like, she met the right person. Doreen met the right person who was looking for a woman chaplain. And like, Doreen shares her heart because that's what she does. And you're like, here, you can apply. Like, only with God, only with God can that happen. Only with God. Taking paths which he has prepared ahead of time. And she will tell you that it wasn't just easy to do. She, she had some applications to do and paperwork to fill out, a questionnaire that she thought was like, oh, I'll just save that to the end, but it took 12 hours to do a questionnaire. I've never done a questionnaire that took 12 hours. I can't imagine doing a questionnaire that took 12 hours. I don't want, I don't want my opinion out there. <laughs> I'm like, I was doing this opinion for like this poll thing and I'm like, I'm done. I am done. You don't need to know. I don't want to tell. <laughs> After like the second or third question, I'm like, this is too much work. I'm like, no, a waste of my time. But no, she had to do it for 12 hours. You know, there's work. There's going to be work. But... He, you can trust that he's prepared you to do it and to do it well. He planned before time. He's got good plans. He's a smart guy. He can lead you right where you need to be. 
and it hinges on our hearing. We can hear. He's got backup plans, but bless God, he's got backup plans for someone who went no, no, no at the wrong time. And he's restored people. He's restored me. He brought me back to the path like nothing had changed. And the thing was, it was better when he brought me back. It's always better. You can trust that if you find yourself, how did I get so far off this path? You can trust that he can bring you back. And you can trust that he's not going to punish you for disobedience. He forgives and forgets and still gives you his best. And anything that he gives you now that is his best is nothing in comparison with what he did 2,000 years ago, which was his very, very, very best. Nothing better. And you already got it. Even when he knew you were going to mess up, he gave it to you. So we're his handiwork. We're, on, we're displaying him. And he's a prearranged things. I've prearranged things this year for my students. Fun things called field trips. And we're planning them. They have no idea what's coming because they don't know. Some of them do because they have siblings and they chat. And I have some that are very much more aware and really want to know and remind me of people <laughs> that are like, I need to know this and I need to do that. And they're like, oh, you did this there. And they're like, oh, how come we don't have that in our scrapbook? I'm like, there's just some people out there and we bless, bless God, they're organizing things for us. So we have field trips and we plan, I, I plan, but there's not, it's not just fun, 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 fun. There's a lot of work that's going on in the meantime. And your work is going to be different from my students' work, of course. Bless God, you've matured. But it's work for them. Like going to full days, one of the kids is like crying and almost running out the door. And all of a sudden, he says out of his mouth, I'm tired. And I'm like, no kidding. <laughs> I'm like, you're really acting it. You know, I'm just tired. They're, they're so tired. And so this building of stamina. So we're, we're working on hearing. We're building our stamina so that we can go into a direction. And so he's working on you. And you're, you're improving your hearing, building your stamina. And it, the things that you need to do that, you know, like that, that, that become easy with time. It's easy for us to sit here and listen, like, like this, I can't, I couldn't talk this long in front of them. Everyone would die. <laughs> no, they wouldn't, no, they wouldn't, but it would just be no fun. Everyone would have no fun. No fun for everyone. But, and, and also too, like I've heard stats on, on, on children listening and then they're not all listening all at the same time. And so they're coming in and out. So you're just like, faith is good for teachers. <laughs> Faith and trust in him, so much, so much help because their five-year-old mind is something. But we have work. And school and the environment of school is not for everyone. Let me tell you, there's some that I know are going to do some great and mighty things one day. But they're having a tough time now because it's not their bag. They, this is sitting and listening is not their thing. But then they like to do other things that they get really good at. And then we benefit later in life. And so there's, but 
our choices affect our experience. So the sooner they choose to listen and do, the sooner we can move on. And so I just wanted to look at 1 Samuel. I want to look at an exper- like a personal example that's not us so that we don't have to point fingers and say, look what you did, ha, ha, ha. But we can look at someone else and go, ha, 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 at them. So in 1 Samuel 8, this is just right before Saul comes onto the picture. So 1 Samuel 8. When Samuel was old, and Samuel did some things, he was old. And actually, like, he's still old for a lot of chapters in Samuel. Jeez, then. He's old. When Samuel was old, he made his sons judges over Israel. Now the names of his firstborn was Joel, and the other, his a second was Abijah. And they were judges in Beersheba. And his sons did not walk in his ways, but turned aside after gain and took bribes and perverted justice. So, wow. I know how parents can be about their children, and you have, you're so proud when they do something, and they're like, we have Seesaw now, this, this stuff so where we can take pictures of their work and show their parents, and the parents are like, wow, look at what they did. That's so amazing. That's so exciting. Samuel is so not thinking this right now. <laughs> he, he's like, he put his sons in charge, and they didn't do what he expected. Hmm. That could be disappointing when you have others who are showcasing you and they, it doesn't go as expected. Like when I take my children down the hall and they're running, there's running and screaming and whatnot, it reflects on me. It reflects on me as a teacher and as well. And there are some days that don't go so good. And, you know, and, and I was just really impressed how they sat in chapel on the first chapel that we did, it was like less than a half an hour. They sat, they participated. It was great, but we haven't had much time with them. But there's times when they'll do stuff and you're like, oh, I'm responsible for these guys. And there's a lot of grace because let me tell you, five, people understand. They, peop- they people understand my, my plate and my load and what I have to do. But this is pretty terrible. His sons did not walk in his ways, but turned aside after gain and took bribes and perverted justice. And all the elders of Israel assembled and came to Samuel at Ramah. And they said, look, behold, you are old. Uh, uh, That's so sad. (laughs) My suggestion is don't just look at someone. Hey, you're old. (laughs) Hmm, Maybe that's the Canadian in me. Hey, you're old and your sons don't walk in your ways. Now appoint us a king to rule over us like all the other nations. Now here's God's people. God's chosen people. They had a reputation. Such a reputation that they could have gone into the promised land and had victory. But no, they decided to walk around for 40 years instead. Decisions affect your, your future. So they want a king like all the other nations. We're a peculiar people. We're holy. We're displaying his works. We should never, ever, ever want what the world has. Ever. What they have is nothing 
we already have everything. If we're looking for something, when we already have everything we need, something is very wrong. We don't recognize what we have, and we re don't recognize who we have. And so, appoint us a king. Well, this displeased Samuel in verse 6, when they said, give us a king to govern us. And Samuel prayed to the Lord, as we should all do when there's a problem, is pray to the Lord. And the Lord said to Samuel, listen to the voice of the people. Hearken to the voice of the people in all that they say and do. We do not ever want to get to that point where we've gotten to the place where God throws his hands up and say, just listen to them. Listen to them. We shouldn't want what the world wants, and we shouldn't want and ask, even ask God for it. They have not rejected you, but they have rejected me, that I should not be king over them. But these guys, they were bad. They did wrong things. They were horrible. Why shouldn't they want a king? Why shouldn't they want that? But they're not saying that they want that. They want what the world has. And they don't want their Lord. Because they could have come and said, hey, can you get these guys out and can we get some other guys that are better? But this was their heart. They really wanted a king. That's what they wanted. And God knew their heart. Let us want what he wants. You've given us your heart, Lord, your mind, that we can want what you want, that we can think like you think and not look somewhere else to another king, to another solution other than you, that you are the way, that you are the solution, that you are the answer to every situation. They didn't go say, hey, pray about it. Could you pray about it and maybe get rid of them? And we can get some new guys? No. They wanted a king. And God gave it to them. Can you imagine? I can't, I, like, I can't imagine if it went a different way. But Jesus still came. Jesus still came. God still was at work. But they had a king. They had more than one king. And God warned them too. It says... For they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me, that I should not be king over them. I love how God takes the blame. God said, nope, I got it. Takes the blame for us too, so that you don't have to. So you don't have to feel any guilt or shame. He, Samuel, no guilt or shame for his sons and their behavior. God took the blame. So listen to their voice in verse 9. Only solemnly warn them and show them the ways of the king who shall reign over them. So there's a lot of verses here <laughs> where, where Samuel tells them how it will be with the king. That will, that will, let's see, he says, and this will be the way the king who shall reign over you. He will take your sons and appoint them to his chariots. They'll fight in wars. He'll point, them, he'll point commanders to reap his harvest because they're not your harvest anymore. They're his. He'll take your daughters and make them work. He'll make other people work. 
And all of a sudden, it's working not for God, but for our king. And then he'll take stuff, he'll take a tenth of your grain and your vineyards in verse 15 and give, yeah, and give it to his officers and servants. And he'll take your men and women and uh, servants and the best of your cattle and your donkeys and put them to his work. And he will take a tenth of your flocks and you yourself shall, shall be his slaves. And in that day, you will cry out in verse 18, because of your king, you have chosen for yourselves, but the Lord will not hear you then. Nevertheless, the people refused to listen to the voice of Samuel and they said, no, we will have a king over us that we also may be like the nations, that our king may govern us and go out before us and fight our battles. Last time I checked, I want God to be fighting my battles, not an earthly king. And we saw some kings that did some good stuff. We saw the same kings do bad stuff too. They did it all. It was, it was all these things. But we have a God that we can have rule over us. And we are in the world, but we are not of the world. And we are peculiar. We are special. We are displaying God and all of who he is. Jesus, when we walk around, showcasing him and his marvelous light. We do not need what this world offers. And we do not need to make mistakes that these people made. We look for the answer from the answer. And so stop looking for answers in the world and look to God who will give you the answer in his time and it will be the right time. Don't look for things that you are not supposed to have right now because God knows when to give them to you and it'll be the right time. I have always said, thank you, God, that you came and you showed up and you did this for me. And it was at the right time. It was always at the right time. And I will say this with absolute certainty that it's always been the right time when he came to you and gave you what you need. It's always been the right time. Let's pray. Shalane, why don't you come on up? That there's things that you've been searching for. And you've been like Israel, looking for a king. But you've had the answer the whole entire time. And he's been waiting. And he's been waiting for you to turn to him. Thank you, Father. That we can hear you and we can trust you. That you have a plan, that it's a good plan, that it has an expected end. And all along the way, you show us the way. And I thank you that we stay on the path, that we listen to you. When you say, turn left, we turn left. When you say, turn right, we turn right. And when we're looked up and we think, we're, where are we? That you light the way to come back to the path. That it's as simple as saying, I'm sorry. I'm receiving your forgiveness. And there have been many that have been looking to their works and to their children and to other things to give them meaning. 
that they've been using those to showcase themselves when they that was not what showcases you it's him who showcases you it's not what you do it's him showing his marvelous works not your works his works oh thank you lord that you make those crooked paths straight and in areas where we're mind in our mind where we've been thinking wrong i thank you that you just take those thoughts away wash them with your blood oh i thank you lord that you forgive us that you set us on a path and that you put us in the right place and that you restore all those things which seem so a pile of rubble that would never go but you wash it away oh thank you lord that we're no longer looking behind no longer looking ahead but looking to you, looking to you first to lead us the way that we should go. Oh, thank you, Lord, that you help us, that you are our answer, that you are everything we need. Oh, I thank you for these people that showcase you, that you love them, that you care for them, that you're looking down on us saying, oh, look, there's my child. Look at what they're doing. Look at how they're living for me. Oh, thank you that you're such a good father. And I thank you that we'll take more notice. And that we hear that bell. We hear that call. And we come running right away. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 or you can write to us at Unit 2A, 13139 80th Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3W3B1.